Hello and welcome to the AEW Review for Wrestling Headlines. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and I'm, I'm very, very um, conscious of how small my eyes look today. I must be knackered. I don't feel it. I just looked at the screen and went, wow. <laughs> they look tiny. Do you need glasses, Matt? <laughs> I'm fine. I don't. I'm fine. Absolutely fine. It's for some reason, tiny eyes today. <laughs> anyway, uh, my name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and we will be reviewing AEW Dynamite for Wrestling Headlines, and I'm joined by James Boyd of One Nation Radio. Once again, how are you doing, James? I'm good, I'm good. Um, I've seen a lot of good wrestling so far this week. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's It's been a very strong week, honestly. And for me, I thought life would die down a little bit after I finished covering the G1 Climax with uh, with uh, King Computer Strong Styles' Jeremy Donovan. <laughs> I thought, you know what? We've covered four or five weeks of G1 Climax. I can die down a little bit. The wrestling didn't stop. My coverage did. Dynamite moving to a Saturday and uh, Monday Night Raw building up to a Saudi Arabia show I had no plans of watching. I just didn't... I've not covered anything for like two, three weeks. Last week, jumping back on with Sam Brown to talk about AEW Dynamite and what an amazing, kind of refreshing feeling it was to talk about a good wrestling show. It's just, oh, it's just nice. <laughs> just that feeling, just that reminder. That, oh, it, it, do, it is actually a really nice feeling. <laughs> Turns out when the, when the show is good, you just want to engage with it more. You just want to talk about it. It's, it's such, such a nice feeling. And this week's AEW... It wasn't the like in-ring extravaganza of oh my god incredible incredible matches back to back to back. But for me, I've got, I've written it down at some point. I'm just like, well, we follow up a great segment with another great segment. <laughs> it's just that feeling of like, and it's also really strong character work and building to that next moment, building to the paper at full gear. This was a very character building episode and they did an amazing job because you leave it going, Jesus Christ. Those two are going to beat the tar out of each other. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, James, what do you make of... Before we go into the specifics, what did you make of Dynamite this week? I thought it was a really good show. Uh, it reminded me of um, kind of like most AEW go-home shows before the pay-per-views mm. where they get a lot of angles in and um, do kind of big things. Um, but they decided to do it a week early, which is really cool. Um, I, I feel like they're still... You know something left for Hangman and uh, Omega. I feel like there's something still left for trying to put together. I think whatever's going on with Andrade and 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 Malister, Malachi, Malister. That's right. a very southern uh, name, Malister. <laughs> right, uh, Malachi and uh, Cody in in Pack. Uh, obviously, it has been made official. Whatever the Young Bucks and um, or Super Click is doing with. Uh, Jurassic Express and Jungle Boy, but um, it felt like you know this is this was like the first step of getting a lot of this stuff done because like there, there's a lot of stuff to get done in the on the go home show, but uh, it was the start of it and it, it, it for me it was interesting to see kind of it felt like mentioning those previous go home shows that have reviews it felt like almost like we're going to get like it got split in half because there's way too they had way too much stuff so they got the first half done and then like next week is also going to be like that so uh i think it's gonna be a lot of fun next week too <laughs> it's, it's very rare that aw isn't that <laughs> to be fair, they're doing really well they're continuing getting that hype rolling i think rampage for me has been the the kind of the trigger moment where as soon as that kind of came into fruition suddenly there was another show to be always building up to on that week you can build hype for that next match and then after that, you build up to use use their rampage to build up dynamite and vice versa constantly, all the time. It's great to see, and uh, four gears around the corner, and they're doing a great job of building to it. None other than our topic today. Our main thing 
of uh, Miro replacing John Moxley. We'll get into both things about that as well. At full gear to face Brian Danielson. It, first off, Miro, an amazing replacement. Absolutely amazing. Especially with the uh, his recent run with the TNT title. He's been cutting promos on, uh, on, uh, on AW Dynamite. On God. Yeah, on God. He's been cutting promos on God. He's been cutting promos on God. I'm trying to do a Vince voice a little bit. On God. <laughs> Slight tangent. The uh, new, new the surname for Via being Via Mahan. And I'm like, oh, they had to stretch to find that one. <laughs> There's no one in that company with a similar name. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So for him to be cutting those promos, and it felt like this is the perfect way I'll say to wheel spin, but it's a, it's done well. It's not, it's not wheel spinning isn't bad if you are purposefully holding somebody off, just keeping them in people's minds before they move to the next thing. I'd even say WWE have done it before, like CM Punk and commentary was another one, just uh, keeping people keeping him in your minds whilst he's doing it. But he did uh, away after after um, the another really good example of that is after. Um... 2000, like the 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 winter of 2000. I'm sorry, 2014, when Roman had to have uh, the hernia surgery, and they kept mm. doing the checkups on him, like the problems, like the progress reports on the Titantron with him and Cole. Like that was like like say like don't forget that this guy is on the mm. way back, and then he showed back up um, at uh, TLC and Bosch and said he declared for the Rumble, but whatever. Like the intention <laughs> yeah. was to keep him in the forefront of your mind because they wanted to push him to the top. Uh, Murray just asking, who hates God more than Miro or Vince? <laughs> I don't, I'll take that as a rhetorical question because I'm not going to legit try and think of somebody in wrestling. <laughs> That's done something I just cannot think of. <laughs> uh, Alistair Black, he's he's got all the tattoos on him. <laughs> there we go. Yes, uh, it, it made me chuckle when I because I don't watch BTE, but like I got sent a clip of Kenny Omega saying that he uh, he was trying to do a. That he was exercising demons, mm. and he said that he got some tips from Satanist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so well. it's when they were, I think that's when they were trying to summon Adam Cole back. <laughs> that's that's what that, it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, the seance, I guess. Mm. Oh, that, that that bit. Really recommend watching that bit. It's really funny. Uh, but yeah, so we got Miro here uh, in a re amazing replacement, and at the end of the show, I was just watching he and Daniel Bryan just stare at, at them as I suddenly cheered, like, "Oh, damn!" These two are going to beat the beat the living shit out of each other, <laughs> they aren't are. they? This is going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I just, I, it, it was just when they did the Daniel Bryan, as you can see in the background of the video, if you are watching on the video version, where they, and Daniel Bryan puts out his hand for a handshake and Mira just walks away. It was that moment. It was that moment when I was looking at it, just like, oh damn, <laughs> they are going to beat the crap out of each other. It's really amazing. I. I generally can't wait for full gear. There's so many matches on that card, and this one just piqued my interest. To be fair, it already had my interest peaked, but then they did uh, this angle to set it up as well, and they followed up really well. Because, of course, the other big story coming off of this is John Moxley, who has entered himself into recovery to uh, get over alcoholic addiction. And, yeah, massive, massive shout-out, round of applause to him. I think CM Punk said everything I could possibly say just on this, just a round of applause. It's to get off to get off the wheel. Obviously, I don't know how difficult it is to get off that wheel, but to actually do that and it's yeah, it deserves nothing but applause because it it couldn't have been an easy thing to do. So I guess that's that's really all I can say on that. Uh, and with AW, they did a fantastic job of finding a replacement angle, a different way to go for it. It was like it wasn't a concern at all. They just went for it. And it was, <laughs> they did a, an amazing job with now a two-week build to just go for it. 
and I I'm really looking forward just as much as I probably would have been looking forward to Moxley and Brian Danielson beating the crap out of each other. This is no different. <laughs> Me beating the them beating the crap out of each other in this one. It's two big lads just lamping each other. <laughs> it's, I'm really looking forward to it. And one thing that I really liked that is 100% staying into the next match was when Miro came out. Brian Danielson was on commentary and he just went, "Oh, he's he's got a bit of tape around his leg. That's interesting." I just, <laughs> just like, immediately we're like, well, I know where this is going. <laughs> and they don't have to reference it ever again for p- nerdy people like me to go on Twitter at Full Gear and be like, he's doing the legwork. <laughs> just, oh, yes. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah, but, but yeah, what, what do you make of it, James? I'm assuming you're just as applause worthy as I am. Um, You know, given given um, the situation, uh, obviously they did they did the right thing. And I think that John Moxley did the right thing for himself and for, uh, or really as to say himself, like I don't even get into, you know, people in his life that are important. Uh, another reason why he would do that, which would be them. But, uh, first things first, like, you know, there've been so many, we, we've heard, if you watch wrestling or follow wrestling at any point, you know, like the kind of things that these guys, you know, deal with to, you know, um, in a way self-medicate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's a big thing for uh, American football here is like people have drinking problems and wrestlers for years have drinking problems um, over over years to try to self-medicate for dealing with the pain they've had from, you know, going in the ring or hopping on um, the football field. So like, uh, so for me, the big thing was, was that was my concern or the first thing I thought of was maybe that might be it, but either way, like I'm glad he's able to take the time to, you know, work on himself uh, for the benefit of, you know, himself and his love for wanting to return to this because there's not too many. There's not a lot of guys. There's not uh, that, or a lot of people in general that like could have that kind of uh, carrot dangling in front of them, and ultimately decide to walk away for however long it takes for them to get right for the, for the you know for to have their lives put back on track. So um, I'm really happy for him because like pay per view with Brian Danielson in a match like like the, for him to be able to walk away from that like I think that's really good because you know we've talked people do that all the time like look how what happened with Shawn Michaels in the 90s right and other people mm. of that ilk and that and that whole generation of guys that all you know died way too young so um I'm happy for that part where he's going to go seek help and I hope I hope the best for him um so as far as after that what happens with how they rejiggered it like you know they could have just said if they wanted to they could have just made it Orange Cassidy versus Bryanson and uh Bryanson Danielson. <laughs> the and, latest one. <laughs> uh they could have they just went on from there because obviously like that's a match is good enough for pay-per-view, obviously, and you know, eventually you're going to have that kind of match. I'm interested to see what how Daniel Bryan, you know, falls for uh the tactics of Orange Cassidy <laughs> and the nonsense. because mm. uh, that's always a good laugh to see how he's get, gonna get the next person um and ha- have to tell that story. And that they'll get to it eventually. But um thinking of Miro and Bryanson like is really fun because you watch Miro when he uh, lost the title to Guevara. You watch him with uh, uh, Fuego del Sol. You watch him against Orange Cassidy, and obviously he's not that level of performer, but he gives you that that feeling of if this dude is an indomitable or uh, indomitable like uh, heel, and he's just whooping ass, and he's like. And he gives you that moment in every match for when the Bayface Miz come back, where it's like, oh my God, the Russian is cut, and <laughs> you know we and after you know watch somebody just dominate forever, like it looks like the chance that the Bayface can overcome, and like he did that with Orange Cassidy, 
and like the crowd was erupting like mm. and he's just out there and he and, and Miro's out there just bumbling around looking ludicrous but it's but it works because the crowd's in love with it and uh you know obviously he won but like Miro's like he all of us that liked you know uh the Rusev day and stuff and wanted him to get a shot and he had that match with AJ Styles at the beginning of I think 2018 um or maybe it was 19 I can't remember but mm. like He's damn good, and like he appears to now have like kind of gotten his 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 swagger back from the promos of you know of being God's favorite wrestler and all that kind of stuff, and um, or the Redeemer gimmick. And he's like, I feel like you know for a for a guy that clearly is a mid Carter right now, like he's just on fire as far as his character work, <laughs> what he does in the ring, uh, and um, I can't wait to see what him and uh, Danielson have up because or up their sleeve because like. I feel like this could be Miro's best matchup that we've ever seen from him. Oh, a hundred percent. I guess because the closest to it is, I guess, his feud with uh, Cena at the top, where it's just I can't, I can't even remember the AJ Styles match. They must have given us an amazing false hope moment. It's AJ Styles. It was a, yeah. It was like a, it, it, like it, it might have been a four star match. It was very good. Mm. It was very, very, very good. At worst, it was a kick ass match. Mm. So, so it was like a fast lane kind of thing to carry heel Daniel Vyze. It was one of those. Yeah. It was. It, it was mm. one of those with AJ Styles. Yeah. Mm. It must have, it must have been 2019 because it must have been uh, Kofi Mania kind of built, and he was like the title match while still building Kofi maybe. Oh, I can't. I want to say it's like a fast lane type thing. Well, I can't. I can't remember. It must be around there anyway. Yeah, but still, <laughs> unless it's one where Dale Bryan came back from injury. It's, shut up, Matt. <laughs> it took me ages to find this. It's either. I think. The... I think the only. I think the only interaction they've ever had was like uh, something like right after Bryan that came back in mm. uh, 2018. Oh yeah. Um, like oh, right before, right before the big cast stuff. Mm. Actually, I, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm mixing up AJ Styles with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> it's like immediately. Yeah, you, you, yes, yeah. you're, you're, you're confusing like five nine-ish white guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, on my own people, I just can't tell the difference of dark-haired white guys. <laughs> I just I look in the mirror like, who are you? <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the I always want to give my round of applause to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Rich. Yes, AJ 2018. So, yeah, 2018 was the year they yeah. were yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so still, like, Orange Cassidy, uh, Money in the Bank, was it? <laughs> I've got, like, fast lane in my head. I'm way off. I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm nowhere near in the right place. Uh, but, yeah, still, I want to give my applause to Orange Cassidy, who was in a... He was... Uh, he, he normally does, like, his building up with his... Uh, his, his match is Sizzle. But this match was straight into the fire, as a, there's not enough time to sizzle in the frying pan. Just straight, maybe one little kick that gets the hey, kind of response. That's it. Mm. After that, it's full fire. For, not just for Miro, because and as soon as he did one to Miro, essentially just Miro went to hit him and he just pegged it out of the ring. It's like right, okay, maybe not against yep. Miro, <laughs> which I really yeah. like that. Yeah, it's also, I think the thing that. Um the 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 comedy guys don't get enough credit for like the babyface comedy guys mm. whether it's um whether it's Orange Cassidy whether it's Yano um they don't get enough credit for the fact that they understand psychology from a babyface <laughs> from a babyface mm. perspective um so like if you if you're watching that and you're if you're a nerd like me that's watching now so I know like how much time's left on the on the show oh yeah yeah doing the same like I was watching it so we're that's why you know we're both nerds <laughs> yeah <of the> <laughs> yeah so 
we were watching it and obviously like I'm like wow so they're gonna fit this uh, this Cody and Andrade match and also this uh, tournament match into a half hour it's interesting so the match you know the the Cody match who had a match is way better than what he did last week with Malachi um, just because there's far less nonsense and shenanigans but that match goes the length it goes and then um, so you're thinking like what's left for Miro knowing that you have to hit a hard time out and whatever happens after that match so um they did tell you they did give you the 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 line that like if you know tv time remaining but if need be we'll hold off nhl it's like you're not holding off the fucking NHL. i understand why you're saying it but i know i know this man i know you're getting out of here and transitioning onto onto the hockey by 10 o'clock don't play with me so um the fact that like he realized like okay this amount of time I have so I can't really get into the goofy stuff I have my ribs taped up um, from selling injury from early, from previous matches uh, so like they went straight to it and like that's the thing Orange Cassidy doesn't give credit for is like yes he does it goofy funny stuff but that underneath all of that is a actual real wrestling mind that knows what he's doing and knows how to manipulate the crowd so like he went straight to selling got the crowd behind him and then he had his comeback and then you know he got cut off and beat uh, and like that's that's basically all it is like with Miro like um in like he is great for wrestling a smaller baby face he's perfect for it like in in a similar fashion to like when you watch Walter or you watch Brock Lesnar beat up some some small dude like and then he's eventually going to sell and start bumbling around and you know his legs are a little wobbly like can go down at any point in time and that's the magic of having some you know some big gigantic uh mean looking tough dude to wrestle smaller uh baby faces and it built into a, a, a way Orange Cassidy did it as well, building to their awesome table spot as Orange dove off of the corner and crashed both men through a, through the timekeeper's table. As a wee, th- it gives a wee thumbs up to front row Matt Hardy, just shouting at him, <laughs> like, "I hate you, Orange Cassidy," and he's just like, "Yeah," <laughs> that thought was great. Just like laying there in the rubble with a thumbs up <laughs> to send this into an ad break. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but back in the ring, Miro kicked out of the beach break. And it wasn't long till the monster was wrenching back, forcing Cassidy to tap. And, yeah, really, really strongly puts him over. With the other logic of, well, technically he's had a bye to the semi-finals. Of course he wins. <laughs> of course he destroys him. It just, it just suddenly, it, all of it just makes sense by the end of it. And, uh, yeah, Danielson versus Miro is the final at full gear. Could not be more excited. As we've got to get to the NHL, Brian pelts it down the ring <laughs> to give the man a handshake. <laughs> to shake the monster's hand like the shark that owns these waters that he is. And that's when it hit me. It's like, oh, man. He's, he sees himself as much as a predator like that, Brian Danielson. He just goes and he p- goes to shake the hand of the monster of Miro. <laughs> I, just, oh, I love it. So good. So damn good. That's what. That's the moment that made me cheer. Because yes, Brian Danielson is a smaller guy. But look how confident he is. <laughs> He's just striding down to that guy. And yeah, as James said, pelting it off for the NHL. The West Coast even aired at this time. <laughs> which is like, they went live at five, which is... Ridiculous. Obviously, obviously the numbers suffered, but uh, yeah, get, you got to get off of the NHL like now. <laughs> got to do the pre-show. <laughs> it's starting now. You are not cutting in. <laughs> uh, yeah, like James said, he, I'm not even American, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> no. Right. Like imagine, like yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, like all that money you spent to get them. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. Someone did post the figures. Like it's insane. Because some, I think it was in response to somebody saying, "Oh, like, well, like if they want AW to beat WWE, then surely they have to do things like this." It's like there's a whole other world of television. <laughs> like this is just great. Like to think wrestling is the only be on end all. Like no sports. 
100% any kind of sport at the moment because it's that's everything the TV stations are go for in America. Like, no, they're always going to trump wrestling. Like, every time. <laughs> it doesn't... It's, they were in a weird little bubble. Like, Fox bumping SmackDown as well. Like, they, they paid millions for SmackDown. They're always going to bump it. Yeah. <laughs> it's never even a question. Not even close to a question. Uh, but, yeah... Another great show, another great show. Because again, because the numbers coming out, you see people going, "Oh, that's a bit of a weird one." Because AEW's been fine. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's nothing right. to do with this one. It's the, it's the fact that they've gone to live on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At five as well, when so many people won't even be back from work, never mind like all rested in time for dinner, like the kids doing homework, like that kind of time. They're not going to sit down and watch wrestling at that point. The recorded numbers yeah. might be all right, but yeah, the live ones, they're not going to be super high. Uh, but yeah, it was another strong dynamite, just building to full gear. And yeah, that was an amazing moment to cap it off and build to the end. But we're going to go through every other segment that was also great in building to full gear. And yeah, just it's a show that does a really good job just bubbling it up uh, compared to, uh, and when I watch modern day WWE, it really gets to me that I just don't care about their pay-per-views. Like they'll, cut, they'll have a match that I'll be interested in, but I don't care about any story or character. It's more the the way I'm invested is oh, I know these two could have a decent match. And they will have a decent yeah. match. They could go higher in a different company, but it will be decent. I'll be entertained, if not sports entertained, <laughs> just to get through that show. But with AEW, they make me care. So even if I get to the pay-per-view, the match it doesn't just knock me completely away. I don't mind, I don't care as much. I'm a lot more forgiving because they've made me care elsewhere. And that's something that they've, uh, they've really cemented themselves as a company you kind of trust in that way. And like long term, getting that investment in as well, like the handbone page thing. A tweet by uh, UK journalist uh, Louis Dangor uh, went viral. Damn you, young Louis! <laughs> this <is a> horrific take. <laughs> it's kind of jokingly known for them, but the the uh, take of oh, Hangman should lose the title the next night to a massive heel. <laughs> it's like no, <laughs> no, that's very WWE thinking. <laughs> like no, a hundred percent. That's somebody brought up in the WWE way and world, and whilst the rest of us discussed it, but like, uh, no, trust us, the way they do it isn't the way you should do it. <laughs> yeah, like that is. Um, even when people do that, when they say about uh, WWE should do something perverse to piss off their crowd, and I'm thinking to myself, like, have you watched a product? It's all it's a heat promote. Mm. It's a heat promotion. Yeah, like. <laughs> You, they should do some perverses like they already do do that like do you not watch these shows yeah um <laughs> like why do you think all the all the heroes on the show get their ass kicked all the time <laughs> uh but yeah um i i think of those things as well for certain for certain things that i watch as far as like what would they, where would they do this what would just which is what would the reaction be to like the fandom and for mm. me it's like i think about that stuff but i don't put it out there because it's like what's the point <laughs> oh yeah that's a fair, yeah yeah like, like whatever like you know if if, if if he wants to put that out there, then or they want to put it out there, then that's on them. But you know, obviously, mm. uh, they're not going to do that. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. It's just you know, just something to get attention. <laughs> and uh, speaking of ruining the business, here's AEW ruining the business again, having Kenny Omega sell for Alan Angels. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I love how so much of this ma ma match is just directed to a former journalist, just to, like get at him. It's just like, uh, like yeah, we all know that guy was speaking bollocks. <laughs> it was just, oh, it's, it's. It, I, I I laughed. It just immediately that was it. for like most of this match. That was the only note I had written. I was kind of like, oh, I should probably write something about what's actually happening. <laughs> just to go in there. Oh, how could they? How could they ever? But this was a to kick off the show. 
It was a champion's display with underdog bursts and V-Trigger murders. <laughs> Just Alan Angel's kicking out of a V-Trigger, which that's the thing that stirred up the storm last time. He kicked out of a V-Trigger and... Was it Ryan Satin? I, th I swear, I'm having a complete brain fart. It was Ryan Satin. It, it was him, it was yeah. Ryan Satin. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, where he... He's like, how, how dare you kick off out the V-Trigger? That's insane. He's, the, he's uh, your top guy. He shouldn't be kicking out the V-Trigger. And everyone else who routinely watches AEW and isn't employed by WWE. <laughs> it's just like, that's not even his finisher. It's, it's just a set of right. <laughs> and, right. And we saw on this show how you can use the V-Trigger as a finisher. It's when Alan Angels kicks out, then he gets absolutely ballistic and hits the V-Trigger with force two more times. Just destroys him. Just like, oh. God, uh, yes. As I, as I wrote in my notes, just murders him <laughs> with the V-Trigger. <laughs> so, so I'm really like, especially as he kicked out of one, Kenny Omega got really angry and then just nailed him with two more. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not getting up. You're not getting up. I I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, and oh, Rich Latter saying that he freaked out. Awesome. <laughs> it's just, it was such a good match. And like afterwards as well, I really like the ending with a Kenny going to land one winged angels onto a chair when cowboy shit, cowboy shit is chanted by the crowd. They know what's coming. I was about to go, it's Sting! Because it's the Sting call out from whenever you WCW. The NWO beatdown's happening. Out comes Hangman uh, to put an end to all of that. Page picking up Money and Mike holding the title saying, hey Kenny, I think you forgot something. I'm going to lay it here and you better hold on tight. You've got 10 days. As a crowd go, yes. <laughs> I really like. They, they've done such a good job. Because I saw some criticism last week of, yeah, the angle was fun last week, but did it do anything to actually get me hyped for Hangman versus Omega at Full Gear? And uh, personally, I'm like, ah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I was already hyped. <laughs> Don't have to do that much for it. it. It helps when you put in so much groundwork that the very recent doesn't have to be so tightly kind of always building that one thing. You can, you can Miranda a little bit because you've already done all that groundwork. But, yeah, he was just holding that title. And this was a lot more serious this week. And staring down the champion, just outright saying, I will take this from you in 10 days. It's like, oh, yeah. It's one thing we're talking about, it's like smart baby faces and the way that they know how to book them. Yeah, this is the type of thing, just to have them, have him threaten the world champion like that, to show Omega rattled. Yeah, all for it. It's really good character work. It makes you, it does everything to make you believe Hangman is going to win. Which, as somebody, again, I, the New Japan in me, the, the Naito arc is there. <laughs> and Hangman is absolutely beloved. <laughs> and on the shows, they're doing what they can. Because, weirdly, they seem to understand film language in AEW. <laughs> it's really weird. I watch WWE, like, how do you not understand basic filmmaking? This is so weird. And then they go to AEW, it's like, no. They know that the feeling they are giving you is that Hangman's going to win. So do they do it? <laughs> are they Naitoing me? <laughs> it's the only. But yeah, again, everything tells me they're not. <laughs> it's just that uh, I see good film language appearing in my wrestling, or, or decent, competent. It's not amazing. <laughs> it's just competent stuff. And I just assume: Are you doing something bigger, or are you just doing the thing well? <laughs> it's just I'll get used to it eventually. They're doing the thing well. <laughs> it's great to see. Yeah, um, I, I I had a kick out of the second I saw it announced, I was like, I know what this is. Like, <laughs> they're they're about to they're about to shit on Ryan Satin for that stupid thing that he said that one time. Um, yeah, and you know, at the time, I, look in the context of and, and this is a lot of, the, of what goes on is 
um, WWE the last 20 some odd years has been the place for pro wrestling, right? Like, mm. that's been the one stop shop, number one place when you think of, you know, it's anonymous. Like, do you want a box of, of tissues? Do you want a box of Kleenex, right? Mm. Like, uh, back in the, like, do you want a cell phone or an iPhone, right? Like, a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it's almost interchangeable. So, Everybody, you know, so many people the last 20 some odd years, that's all they know is how Mr. Man does his, pro, his version of professional wrestling, right? So, um, when, so, and that is basically the start, the matches are things that happen. Um, the angles are, are more important and most important thing are the stars, right? So if you're, if your person has been watching the only WWE or, or that's your main focus, your idea of what wrestling of how wrestling should go and your uh your taste or whatever else or, or have been formed by this man bruce pritchard you know and uh, his other people that have worked and done creative right so hmm. like when so the idea that kenny omega um is going to carry on a match for seven minutes with an unknown dude with you know enhancement talent level name or whatever else you can see why he, you know, he felt that way. Given if you are a person that's looking through the lens of, I've been. That's where I've learned how wrestling works. Is like the stars smash a competition. There is no person that's going to do a, you know, a Razor Ramon one two three kid thing in this era because this man isn't that same kind of booker anymore, right? Mm. So I can see why he's like, well, that's ridiculous. Like you, you're possibly hurting your 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 star. Um, but the thing is, like AEW is much like a lot of the other wrestling companies. Like Kenny, like. For example, like uh, Okada's not going to take a young lion and just beat his ass in like seconds. You know that's not going to yeah. happen. If if he were to be put on a match, have a singles match with him, he's going to go five, six, seven minutes. If you watch Stardom, um, like Tam Nakano is not going to take uh, one of the teen, one of the teenagers and go and beat them inside of three minutes. What purpose does that serve? Like the idea is this person supposed to quote unquote get better, and also like you're supposed to care about this person when they have their their comeback or whatever else in their match or whatever uh, to, you know, make it competitive at a certain point. Like the point is just to put a match out there just to do it. The point is out there to try to entertain you as well. So like, so to do that, you have to go a certain amount of time. Um, but I get, so everywhere else does it a certain way. WWE, this man for the last 20 years doesn't do it that way. So like, I see why people, you know, why, or I see why Ryan hadn't felt that way or whatever else. But the fact that like people were like, nah, man, like it's okay. Kenny Omega going seven minutes with a young guy kind of gives something to the young guy, and he was like, "Nah, that hurts." Kenny Omega star power, and that's when the line goes from, "Now you're doubling down on you being ridiculous." <laughs> like mm. you're, and like sure enough, like Kenny Omega says the line about like, uh, you know, you ruined my career and all that kind of stuff, and it was just funny. Uh, mm. And like, I, and when he hit with the V trigger, and he was like, you know, who? And he set and he sat back on the with the pin like. Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> yeah. my finish. You're done. I was how I was howling because like he's gonna kick out, and then he, you know, Omega lost, and then and then he and I, what I was expecting is for him to go out and reel off and just destroy him with two V triggers because like that was awesome. He just destroyed him with two V triggers and pinned him. It was like that is a good look for actually to be used as a finisher against lesser opponents because like that adds to the repertoire. Like when Daniel Bryan beats guys with multiple different ways, when he does eventually get into a big match with somebody and he uses the mat uh, a move one of the 15 moves he's used on different people to win <laughs> matches it, it adds more intrigue especially like a submission finish so that, that but that's just simple you know seed dropping in wrestling but it rarely gets talked about or or it or is really um thought of in that way so 
yeah, like Kenny Omega, next time he rolls somebody and destroys him with a V trigger, like I think obviously we know he's gonna against a hangman, he's gonna kick out. But it does add intrigue to it as far as saying like, yeah, he blasted that dude. Like these things hurt when you get hit with them. <laughs> so damn good, so damn good. Uh, and of course, it all builds to Kenny Omega getting a win and then Hangman getting the better of him after the match as well with holding the title. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And can't wait for full gear. I don't know what they do next week. They can do anything because I think if I remember in AW past, quite often like the final week beforehand isn't the big money moment. Like they've already done that. They've already got your investment. Why would you leave that to the final moment? Surely you want to get them invested ahead of time, which is how AW plays it. And that's kind of what it is. So I'm not expecting anything big next week, but come full gear, I can't wait. Cannot wait. I would. I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks. I want to face to face like promo with both of them saying like mm. what their what their actual you know tension is because like for ever since they broke up after they uh lost the tag titles they've they've hinted they've acted like exes like they kind of <laughs> just you know mm. they, another one sees the other one out in the open and their face looks like they've been shot in the heart um they've wrestled each other a little bit in tag matches or whatever else and had exchanges but like I want them to get to the, I, I kind of want to see like the tension boil over with them face to face. Besides them just meeting in the ring and then you know going from there. Uh, I think that'd be a nice touch personally. I want to see kind of where they mm. both are in their characters and like what the tension is actually between the sides. It's like Omega's just a guy that's holding the thing that uh, Hangman wants. Mm. I mean, like a good example is what we'll get to later with MJF and Darby Allin. The way that yes. they got everything across there, then had that massive heated brawl, like it's the most exciting thing in the world, the crowd electric, and that's your final th- thinking moment of it. Like they could, with that angle, not do anything next week. They just do promo right. packages. Neither of them come out, right. and it'd be fine because they've they've done a massively high, exciting hot angle. I, I wouldn't mind something like that next week for Hangman Omega. They showed me they can do it, so I look forward to it. Speaking of amazing setup. Malachi Black was here with a video with him uh, being barred from ringside. He's talking about how that's just not going to have the desired effect. Just just remember, like, when Caesar was assassinated, it wasn't just Marcus. And I'm just like, oh, what a setup. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> what is this going to be next? He had so many really good na- uh, uh, phases in there. I, just, I didn't note them down, unfortunately. But uh, Malachi Black photos are chock a full or just so much st- so much content and so many quotable amazing lines it's something about uh, why do uh, men with power not see their actions as anything other than selfish acts <laughs> i'm just like oh malachite you're so good it's <laughs> so good and yeah it's, it's got me so excited for the cody andrade match which then like the match itself was amazing to the point that i completely forgot about malachi's words by the time we got to the ending because i was just, just enjoying the match so much <laughs> it's such a good job uh malachi's great but First off, before we get to that, we have got to get to... Oh, this music I'm out of eyes for. It's CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Wait, can I question this? Can I put this guitar down on a wooden floor? Oh, it spins, but I can. <laughs> it's CM Punk. <laughs> it's CM Punk. I'm playing a dangerous game on this stream. <laughs> Putting stuff down on wooden floors. Uh, but yeah, no stage dive. I did the music bit, but like no stage dive. No super excited CM Punk for this week. He's, it's just, it's serious CM Punk with us for a minute. Getting the crowd to uh, chant Moxie's name as Punk is just so damn proud of him for doing what he's done. Uh, Punk just taking a minute just to give us all a positive mental health message, which I thought was a really, really good thing. You don't really see that type of thing in wrestling that much. 
So to see Punk just take a minute to talk about it, and it mean, it, I feel like it means a lot for him to do that as well, to actually just pause for a minute, talk quite real for a second, and then not supernaturally, but then transition into the angle. <laughs> Which was, uh, yeah, obviously from this sort of thing, you're not going to get a super smooth transition. But he, uh, yeah, he, did, he gave that smooth message, then transitioned to talking about Eddie Kingston, where it's probably understandable why Eddie's not there either, but he can use kayfabe to kind of talk about it and build up for Rampage. And those two together, my God, they know exactly what the crowd is excited for. Just CM Punk and Eddie Kingston on the mic. It doesn't matter how good the match is at full gear. Those two on the mic will surely be magic, James. <laughs> surely. Yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, I'm interested to see what it what ends up uh, being their conflict. Obviously, I, I feel like everyone already knows or feels like a match is coming. That's why the crowd's chanting it. Um, <laughs> they know since you know since the backstage thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they go. I I, I kind of I kind of, I have a worrying concern that it turns into a thing about Mo- about Moxley's uh, you know uh, well being right now. Um, I don't know. I I would. I would hope that they would, you know, figure out a way to um, definitely uh, avoid that or do it with some taste. But uh, yeah, I'm I just, I just want to see them in a ring together at this point. Um, I feel like CM Punk, um, since he's gotten back, is almost weekly uh, or match to match is like looked better in the ring. Obviously, is you know uh, he that's part of his storytelling is he's layering it to where he does more stuff, more of his signature stuff in the ring more and more as he's gone along. But, um, yeah, I, now that I, it feels like he's gotten his, you know, his legs underneath him and his window, uh, with him, I've, I feel like him and Kingston can go and have a great match. Um, obviously I, I don't think it'll be as good as the Bryanson, Bryanson, I keep doing it, uh, <laughs> the Danielson match as good as the mm. Danielson match. But, um, uh, I, I still think that there is a great match in them and I'm interested to see it because, uh, like Kingston, like he has a way with the crowd to where like he comes out here for a big match and like his his win percentage in these big matches is like damn near zero. Mm. But like the crowd is with him uh, when uh, I was gonna say win or lose, but it's really lose or lose. So um, <laughs> yeah, I it's gonna be I, I'm I'm interested to see what what they have because like those two, you almost feel like if they were if they knew this where they were headed. That it happened sooner, but it all fell into place for the better for the, the tournament and everything. So, mm. um, yeah, uh, I'm, I can't wait for uh, Friday. And uh, just Friday. as we're about to quickly mention the TBS Championship tournament as well, later in the chat, breaking news from releases from WWE of Frankie Monet, Scarlet, and Ember Moon all released. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. It's like, as in Scarlet Bordeaux, as in one half of carrying yep. the, the Gimp cross. <laughs> like, really? Like, wow. Frankie Monet hasn't mm. been there. Like, she got there this year. Yeah, it was this year. It was only, yeah. Because it's towards the end. It's, about, what, it's, been, it's not even been half a year, has it? Since she's been on. I don't, can't remember when they started teasing. I, like, wow. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are. Scarlet Bordeaux makes no sense whatsoever. Like,. <laughs> I don't get. She screamed uh, like to be on, right on, right on Vince's street. Just everything about her and the pairing carrying Cross. It's just like, well, we were worried that Cross wouldn't be there because he'd like Scarlett Bordeaux so much. 
They just called up Cross by himself, put a gimp mask on him, and <laughs> he's just not getting over, surprisingly. And then released Scarlet. I mean, if I have no, I have no plans for her, it's just weird that they don't. It's really strange. Oh, yeah, so give yeah. me their, their historical MO when it comes to um, attractive blonde women, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, both Moy and Rich telling us also only Lorcan, and uh, Rich is also telling me it's perfectly fine for you to just say Bryanson because you say it all the time. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a step forward from just co- wanting to call him, at least you're not calling him Daniel Bryan. You're halfway there. <laughs> it's just getting the. No, no, the thing is, like, it's. I should just call him Brian and leave it alone, but like I know it like but in my mind I'm like it's it's obviously it's not Brian anymore, it's Danielson, mm. but like I'm so used to calling him Brian that now it's yeah. or whatever else. So now you know I'm just like in my mind I'm thinking, shoot out, shoot out, make mm. your mouth say Danielson, but then it's like, no Brian, Brianson, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, eventually we'll get eventually I'll get this down. Mm. Eventually. Yeah, and uh, with only Lorcan going, yes, uh, Murray just saying that NXT's tough white man division is dying out. It's uh... that's okay. That's okay. It will be, it will be rebirth in AEW. <laughs> I was going to say somebody's made that point that NXT has been an av- it has been a really fantastic developmental, just not for WWE. <laughs> just <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Wait, what? And Murray just saying Bfab's gone. It can't be. It can't be right. You're lying. That can't be true. Surely not. The hit row on SmackDown. <laughs> that, that, yeah, if you look that up, <laughs> that can't be. It just brought it just brought it to the main roster within weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say, that that one's where the others. I'm just like, oh, that sucks. And, me, and then the miss one, I'm immediately like, need to double check this one. <laughs> that can't be right, surely. Unless they hated us so much after SmackDown. Oh my so, god! If you actually, yeah, like wow. Sean Ross Sapp just tweeted out a minute ago. Oh damn! Wow, that's. Weird. See now, that's the thing, right? <laughs> mm. uh, a lot of a lot of the um, a lot of different places were kind of hinting or pointing out or, or that it felt like there was going to be another round of, of, yeah, of yeah, firing. Right. Mm. And you know, with the investor, the, I believe the investors' call was today, right? Mm. So people thought like maybe you know it will come next week or whatever else, or maybe they just won't be any because like there'll be good news or whatever else. So they basically did their investor call. Hit, told you about the profits, um, got got through with it, and then fired everybody on on you know on a Friday again. Mm. <laughs> and now that the, now that they're past the investors' call, so now by the time it's time for the next investors' call, those will already have been another quarter away. So it'll be out of people's minds. Never mind that. Ho- talk, let's talk about these record profits again. And like, you know, corporations are going to corporate, but um, it, it does suck. Um, mm when you think about like how they're handling it for you avoid like the, the PR situations of the firings and especially mm. was like record profits got to lay off. Sorry. Can't, can't you know, can't, <laughs> mm. like it, you know, it just sucks. It, it does. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, someone like Ember, Ember's one of the, uh, most talented oh, women in, in North America. So like, you know, I, you know, well, there's, there's, there's bound to be, there's bound to be work for her somewhere. Uh, Scarlet, obviously Scarlet in, um, was in impact before, uh, maybe, you know, we'll see what happens, uh, with that. Um, B-Fab, I don't know, you know, cause she's, she's, you know, she's a, uh, she's has a lot of other things on her plate. Like she's also a, a, a real deal artist trying to get this stuff uh, off the ground. So maybe we'll, so we'll see, you know, what happens with her in the future. Um, but 
Yeah. Um, that that stinks, and obviously this might not be the last by the time we're done with the show. Oh, it's not. More, more here. Uh, Zayda Ramia, Trey Baxter, and uh, Jesse Camilla, which has surprised me a little bit. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Uh, she she's taking Swerve. Am I right? That, is that I didn't want to say it. I, 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 I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but you shouldn't have been public about it. <laughs> I'm not making that I, up. I didn't know. I didn't, know, right. way, I didn't know one way or the other, so that's why I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, so maybe maybe they are. I just didn't mm. re- realize that. Um, yeah, but yeah, mm. Oni Lorcan. I mean, Oni's Oni's one of the best wrestlers in in the country. <laughs> He's another right? one. So okay. it's like. Yeah, mm. Oni. Like, I mean, he'll be. I mean, he'll be signed up quickly um, mm. somewhere. Uh, the dude's super talented. Um, so yeah, like, I, w- I mean, I would love to see him and I'm gonna say Bryanson again, but I'll, I would love to see him and Danielson. <laughs> the honor. He, him and you know oh, yeah. him and anybody else. He's such a good wrestler. He screams New Japan strong to me. It's just <laughs> surely he's gonna be there. I mean, it's in this yeah. game. Mm. It's in. It's definitely in his game. <laughs> uh, also, Scarlet Bordeaux suddenly makes sense as Karen Cross is gone. Suddenly, that makes uh, I can retract the other stuff. I mean, if they had no other plans than Gimp Mask Carrion, then I guess I'm fine with him being <laughs> in terms of watching the show. Like, wow, they couldn't do anything with that guy where you watched him on the indies and he just like he screams WWE, <laughs> and then wow. they can't figure it out. That is insane. Uh, from, wow, yeah, that is crazy that they couldn't figure out how to use that guy. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and he got again. Uh, especially like Frankie, Ember, Oni, they're gonna be perfect. Like even yeah, Kevin Cross will be fine on the Indies. He built up an amazing amount of steam before getting to WWE. I can't see yeah. why I just won't go back to certain places and kill it again. Oh, oh I didn't mean that to be a pun. He would literally kill it as killer. <laughs> That's the, that was his pre WWE gimmick. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this is it has been a derailed AW review. <laughs> so uh, suddenly, uh, I mean, do give if there are even more releases. Obviously, but uh, I'll try my best <laughs> to rattle through as quickly as possible now the remaining parts of it. So, we got a Miro promo. Amazing, an amazing promo. Uh, the, his God has responded. The Redeemer will be paving the road with skulls. I would normally go more into that. Gotta move on because <laughs> of the uh, slight development. Uh, super click with Marvez. And this led into a whole segment. Uh, they're not afraid of anybody. Uh, Christian appears and Nick has a slight... Oh! Before going back to the tough guy, <laughs> which uh, was also them calling themselves tough guys after what had happened uh, with the CM Punk promo, where he's talking about people putting on the, the, the facade of a tough guy. They feel like they've got to be that presentation. And then you cut backstage and the heels are going like, we're tough guys. I just thought, that is very smart. <laughs> nice little transitioning there. Uh, but they're backstage. Christian appears. Nick goes, oh, on the way, I'm a tough guy. Reposes again. <laughs> the confidence in numbers sliding when Luchasaurus turns up for clobbering time to the stage. Uh, a nice old brawl breaking out. Jungle Boy joining, insulting off the stage. A great little moment as Matt and Nick go off to walk off successfully after getting the better of Christian. Only for Cole to crawl out through the tunnel and Luchasaurus appears and grabs them both by the throat. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, Christian, a boy and his dinosaur, with a heavy response in, ter- in terms of knowing how to book baby faces. They're getting revenge af- as to what the elite have done, like paying them back in kind. Yeah, you could look at them and go, oh, should they have gone with that level? And uh, the answer is, well, they were pissed off. That you, you are not them. <laughs> they are pissed off people. They're wrestlers. They're not good guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
hitting a concerto to coal or a concerto, if you will. Oh, sorry, if you will. <laughs> we are wrestling fans. We have to do the dusty impression. <laughs> if you will, <laughs> I can't really do it. Uh, and then we got a little hype for the TBS Championship tournament promo ahead of them meeting on Rampage. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. Don't have enough time to do the guitar bit. <laughs> I'll just move on <laughs> to the next thing. Before I do move on, has there been anyone else? Uh, Glenn Metalik, maybe. Do they? I mean that both the Lucha, the Lucha House boys. Surely they're both in. They're not used really. <laughs> so surely they are. Uh, that's a, another one. Uh, anyway, going to quickly move on. Don't really have enough. Have you got any comments on the uh, uh, Elite versus Jungle Boy Christian Luchasaurus attack? James is muted. I thought <laughs> the fighting was very, very um, well done. Um, as far as because it. It's, it seemed like they're teasing like a trios uh, type of non-DQ non type of thing. And I think it'd be cool given that fight because it was all over the place and it was well shot. Um, so they may be hinting at that's what they're going to be doing on pay-per-view. I hope so. Uh, kind of break up the – obviously the trios match, so it does break up the, a lot of the single stuff going on. But like all, going on different parts of the uh, – going to different parts of the arena would also be a nice touch to it. I hope, I hope that's where they leave off on it because, um, uh, I, I, you know, um, I think that – uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and uh, and Christian versus uh, Super Click would be really cool to co mm. kind of go outside of the ring because we've already we already kind of seen them you know do the thing in that um that four in that uh, four versus four match so um that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I'm at on that but outside either way like uh, it'll be a great match between those six. Yeah, I yeah, I was really fan of it. Um, also, say uh, Murray just saying that uh, giving Cole a concerto, then having wrestle Silver two days later, a bit of yeah, a weird choice. That part too. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I forgot. I mentioned that um in in our thread talking about that uh the other or last night. You know, it's kind of like yeah, it reminded me of. It, but at least that's that's not the worst one that I've seen of somebody getting hit with a, some type of you know injury angle mm. and then like immediately wrestling. Like I remember the go home show on Raw for WrestleMania, uh, think fifteen. Uh, Kane versus um, Triple H uh, that involved uh, you know China. Like the go home angle was Kane was going to wrestle Goldust, and then uh, Goldust comes down to the ring underneath the robe and the, all the you know the, the makeup and everything and the wig. It was actually Triple H, and it was Triple H taking off the robe to expose that he had a bazooka, and then he <laughs> shot the bazooka in, in a gigantic wall of fire into Kane, and Kane is writhing on the floor. Uh, and getting tended to, and then Jim Ross utters, "Yep, they'll they'll still be wrestling come Sunday." And I was like, Wait, "What? <laughs> yeah, wrestling Sunday? <laughs> cool, yeah, <laughs> mate. It's, it's wrestling. They're invincible. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. tough. You know, he's fiery. You know, that's Kane. You know, he's over the he's over that fire thing. He's good. He's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, conquer fire. <laughs> Speaking of attorney from death." Lucha Underground time, as FTR versus Aerostar and Samurai Del Sol, formerly known as Kalisto. Uh, it's Lucha time, as the Lucha Underground fan in me rejoicing as my space boy comes out to a power ballad. Well, I don't know what that entrance music was. <laughs> Triple I. Triple A. I'll take it. Uh, Dorado gone. Dorado. I'm completely... Is that... Who am I thinking? I've completely forgotten who Dorado is. <laughs> Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado oh, was in... Uh, I'm an idiot. I was like, that's why is that a first name of someone in NXT? Oh, oh god, yeah. Okay, oh. yeah. No, no, that's, <laughs> I just completely forgot. I was like, wait, is, is that one of the Phantasma boys? <laughs> I forgot what name they had in WWE. <laughs> no, that's uh, mm. that's Raul Mendoza and mm. uh, Joaquin Wild. So that's it. Z, uh, my eye on. Oh yeah, because I keep on calling him uh, Joaquin Phoenix because he's not. 
<laughs> is that why he beat it? What was he on the indies? It was... Was it something close? It was... Oh. Was it DJ Z? DJ Z, that's it. Yeah, Zima Ion, DJ yeah. Z. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, former writer for Laws of Pain, uh, Al Lehman, Miss McCool. Um, she uh, trained with Zima Ion, said, lovely guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that. Uh, but yes, came out to a space ballad, as, I, as I'm calling it now. And uh, yeah, interesting match, I guess. FDR are great. They're amazing. Uh, the footage from Dark, the elevation this week as well. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I can't remember who they were facing. It was um, the reason it went viral. I thought was because of the names of the uh, guys, and uh, obviously, uh, I think really white people were like, "How could they have those names?" Because it was uh, I can't remember what, what it's like. Was it curls and somebody? I can't remember who. Oh, so, curls yeah. and waves. That was it. Yeah, um, and it's, it's just like, have you never been exposed to a different? culture than yours it's fine <laughs> it's perfectly fine I don't get what YouTube is <laughs> but um, the spot in it was so damn good where they're doing the hot fire baby face tag and FTR so good at holding off the tag holding off and holding off just cutting them off at every turn finally the crowd are red hot for it and the guy jumps in with that hot fire but the previous guy is down them both so he gets the hot fire and there's nobody standing for him to beat up <laughs> so I thought it was so damn good <laughs> and then they kind of just he then gets lured in to get in hit by the FDR finisher. <laughs> it's so, so good. <laughs> really enjoyed that. Really creative spot. And, yeah, the, and the thought FDR were, were great here as well. Uh, they had their own blast from the past before. Blasting two lads in the face <laughs> to get the win. And it, yeah, the good, really strong heel work to them build up to the match of the Lucha Bros down the line as well at full gear. Yeah, perfectly fine stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much a, to add. I, I thought that they were, I thought FTR was damn good in this match and aside of uh, they had trouble catching Aerostar twice and yeah, Aerostar mm. came up after the second drop after the second uh, uh, botch catching like limping around so a couple things were a little out of like half a step missed time because he was still trying to you know um, like move around at the pace or time things based on his normal pacing even though he couldn't he was hampered but uh, outside of that like I thought the layout of the match was just like classic FTR were like they're really good at setting up near falls, like really like triumphant babyface win near falls, and then like kicking out of them. Uh, like you can look think of like uh, the DIY stuff and, uh, mm. and the American Alpha stuff back in the day, and they've always been really good at that. So like this was this gives me a lot more hope for their FTR. I'm sorry, their uh, Lucha Bros match because like the first one from a year ago that they had, it was I was kind of like it's good, but like when I see FTR and I see uh, Lucha Bros like on on the on the marquee, if you will. I'm expecting like one of the best matches I'm going to see that month, if not the year, because those those four together, mm -hmm. uh, at their best are like amazing, and they seem like they that, that should work out. So like seeing it's almost as if like like let's wrestle luchadors to kind of get ourselves like more acclimated to what the hell uh is coming for us on uh, su or, uh Saturday next week. But like I you know. You can get as many luchadors as you want to. Like, there's not, there's not much replicating like for uh, Phoenix. There's just not like, I mean, unless you go get like Ryu Lee or Vikingo or something like that. Like, that dude, that dude's super special. Oh, so I, 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 I remember in the, watching the cage match at all, all out. Just like Phoenix, this man is <laughs> something else. <laughs> I, just, I just normally just applaud. It's like Jesus Christ, Phoenix. <laughs> He's so damn good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, in this match, well, uh, this was where we saw Darby Allen watching on from the uh, crowd. Uh, just, I guess he's just a fan of Lucha Time. That's just why he was out. Or the Pinnacle. Either or. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> uh, yeah, Planches, Varnas and Springboards galore as Cash rolls a pair of Star and grabs the ropes. 
for the win. Heels, oh, it wouldn't be the last time we heard from FTR on this night. Uh, after that, Hikaru Shida with Tony Schiavone to award her her 50 wins trophy. And Nyla Rose just redirects the traffic to uh, let us know of the roadblock of reality. <laughs> it's just like, uh, you're completely beaten up and you're facing me next. Don't celebrate too much. And that's a, when I was uh, talking to Sir Sam last week, I was talking about how much I enjoyed that angle. Because Shida got her win when I wasn't expecting her to. I thought they'd hold that off a little more. So she gets her big 50 win, but at what cost? Does she, like, too injured for the tournament and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Uh, next up, the Inner Circle. For my, this is like really the only thing I saw get criticism from this show, which tells you about like, how strong the show is. Uh, but like, mm-hmm. I think routinely, uh, there's at least one gag in these segments. It's kind of like, uh, it's low-hanging fruit, guys, uh, and a, a bit of an older era. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, like... They're they're leaning really into like attitude era level like sophomore humor. Uh, mm. In it it does nothing for me, but the Paige Van Zant stuff like the insults for Paige Van Zant has to go. Like that stuff sucks. It just <laughs> for, like oh oh, you, oh you're calling her a whore again. Great. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like as soon as she started speaking, I'm just like they've worked this for, so every single right. line. <laughs> it's just kind of like I can take like. Mm. When, yeah, when she said the line about, like, I'll take on all five of you, I was like, oh, this is going to be something about porn or some type of gangbang thing. And then sure enough, the line <laughs> yeah, is, you know, put it on, only fa- put it on mm. OnlyFans. Like, okay, great, yeah. great. That's like, fun. This as, is fun. Fun. <laughs> like, as soon as he says it, I'm just like, come on, Chris, you can hold out. I believe in you. I believe in you, man. He couldn't. <laughs> it was all set up to, to be one of those jokes. Uh, but, like, the uh, bigger picture of what they're actually setting up, the match with American Top Team is official for full gear. Uh, men of the Year cutting them off quick to lead into Dan Lambert's happy time. Uh, putting over the caliber of choice on display as he plays hype man for the team. But who is on Inner Circle's list? I like Chris Jericho had a list, but he, he never really referred to it. I guess that's because legally he can't call it his list. <laughs> it's just his clipboard with paper on it. It just happens to put in the list down on it. And uh, yeah, so each guy picks a lad. Hager chooses Dos Santos with a crap joke that died on arrival. <laughs> it was just, oh, come on. Uh, they keep giving him these, like, one ga- one line of gags for Jake Hager to say, but he just so- sucks so much at the delivery that they just land flat every time. <laughs> it's, this isn't, this has nothing to do with his sight list or anything in pronunciation. This is all timing. <laughs> he has no comedic timing. <laughs> it's so funny. I find that funny. Because <laughs> it doesn't have it. Uh, yeah, it is. it is weird because, like, in Bellator, when he's talking shit, like his trash talk's pretty decent, right? Like, right. so it's kind of like maybe maybe it's a thing where, like, you know, based on the arena he's in, he's more self conscious. Maybe mm, I don't know. Maybe you see people with uh, giving speeches where they think about it too much, then it all becomes part of uh, like this is when I have to say this on this beat. It becomes a bit formulated. It's just not right. I don't think he even gets that. <laughs> so. Yeah. On apparently, BFAB signed a de- new deal last week after the debut on SmackDown. And then she's gone. It's like, oh, I guess thanks for that extra money for a week, I guess. <laughs> it's a weird company. Uh, that tells you the. Because if I remember like, rightly, the last cuts were. I've forgotten his name. Uh, Whoa! Can't... Keith Lee! Keith Lee got released! What? Really? I mean, I mean, in terms of how I rate that guy. He's a main eventer for me. He's future star. He, yeah. like he, Damian Priest. Like they've got, uh, they were, uh, even for me, uh, Dijak. If you can find his feet, they're all guys that can main event for WWE, but they have no idea what to do with him. Unless, right. like, unless remember, it's health related, 
then I've got no idea what they're thinking. <laughs> I just, oh, sh sh even more. Um, I mean, me if if Keith Lee's gone, me it makes sense they weren't using her, which is again crazy. Nia Jax is this? Nia Jax got nah, Wow, that's a that's the next advisor one. Nia Jax, wow, she's like thoroughbred WWE. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, wow. This okay. There are I saw earlier. There might be some names that get released. I had. I was like, oh, it feels a bit low level. Not much of a build to this. It's just a quarterly thing. Maybe they release a few names. I wasn't expecting this much at this level and main roster. I think it was just, I was just expecting a few NXT names. But Nia Jax as well. Like, wow. That And Keith Lee. Ah. Oh. Again, that guy, that man is a main event talent. And if it isn't health related, that's my only asterisk. Is <laughs> this. Uh, just then, it's absolutely insane that they did not know how to use that man. I mean, you could tell by the way they were, uh, Vince was constantly changing him that he didn't like him. It's just yeah, which is yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where Never, so many people it, get him. <laughs> it's so strange. Like right, because like yeah, the thing that's like really frustrating is like that Survivor Series match at the end of, uh, in the last fall between him and Roman Reigns, the crowd was, like, went unglued for that, right? Yeah. I I thought that, like, from all the talk from all these years, for decades, y'all talk about, like, they're, you know, the, 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 the crowd is what, you know, moves all of this. Apparently the fuck not. Yeah. Right? Because, like, <laughs> Keith Lee, ever, everywhere I've ever seen him, has gotten over, like, gangbusters. Mm. He got over on a big four pay per view, <laughs> and then they said they did. They had nothing for him after that. Like they made him the NXT mm. champion. They called him up to main roster right like a month after, completely undoing uh, um, the work that he had done and in, in the stuff that Triple H and everybody had done for NXT. Uh, so they un they basically uprooted and brand new minted champion. Uh, and then they proceeded to not use him forever. And then they changed. They, they gave him the Bearcat gimmick for whatever uh, that was. They wanted to change his clothes. They wanted to change his music. They wanted to change his facial hair. Like, and they wanted. And they want. They were turning him heel. And now he's gone. And mm. like, okay, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how Keith Lee does when when <laughs> like he gets the phone call from Tony Khan. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they know how to use him. Uh, and, mm. and that's kind of the thing when it comes to. You look at these NXT guys um, that have been released from WWE or, or didn't work out in WWE. It's like Triple H has known how to work, use these guys. You can say whatever about how, you know, what, whatever you think about Triple H as a booker or a creative mind. Uh, but then when you see, like, Malachi Black and Andrade uh, and Bobby Fish and, and Adam Cole, and you see them on AEW, and it's like, <laughs> Triple H, you know, for if you don't think Triple H could run, could have the chair that this man is going to have to give up eventually through death fine maybe maybe he's mm. not right for for uh for for wwe for the chair but there's another guy named tony khan that seems to like also kind of be in agreement with with triple h as far as saying like yeah this is the talent that actually is good enough um so mm. you know obviously not not you know uh not everybody's right for particular environments but um I'm sorry, Keith Lee's to me like that's yeah. a super talent. Like that's yeah. super talent. Like to find a super heavyweight that can that can do the things he does, it can talk like he does, and is that like inherently likable? I'm sorry, like 
I'm, this is more. It's another example that Vince doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's, the reason I say it's uh, crazy to me is just because how it just jumps out at you. And when, as soon as he came to the main roster, the amount of things that started to change to him, like they no longer were letting him just be him. They they had to control yep. it. They had to do something to it. Um, and whatever the reasons are, they just weren't letting him be him, which is what got him to that part in the first place. That's crazy. AEW, the reason I put the asterisk off, if it's not health related, is because he is an AEW main eventer tomorrow. It's 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 that quick. Is that good to say that they can have Keith Lee, from NXT, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, uh, Andrade, Malachi Black? Like, I think that is another <laughs> NXT champion that that mm. AEW will probably procure. Yeah, and it's not a or AEW getting another name for WWE. This is somebody who screams main eventer that WWE had no idea what to do with and were just changing him on arrival. It makes yeah, so much sense. <laughs> and you can't mm. say that, like, you know, it's overreaction. It's like, I seen it. I saw him in the ring of Roman Reigns and the crowd yeah. came unglued. Yeah. It's not something in theory, <laughs> you know, like people think of, you know, NXT of like, oh, maybe John Gargano could be the guy. Like, yo, yeah, he'll be the guy in, in, w, in this man's world at five foot eight, five foot seven, whatever the hell he is. No, he's not. And that's mm. fine. But, like, it's one thing when you think, like, you have your, you know, your doubts on what this man will see in a talent. Because, obviously, you know, those guys get through, like, trip, or, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, um, AJ Styles all made it. And those are guys that you would just write off off the, off the rip just because of their bodies or their height that this man would not mm-hmm. figure out what to do with those guys. But it's one thing where someone actually does get the fuck over in front of his crowd and he has to hear it through his headset and then not... You look now, um, over a year removed from that, um, or uh, and you're kind of like, wow, or almost two years removed from that, and it's like, he didn't care. Mm. He, he didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Eve Marie's gone. Uh, they weren't using her. When she got brought back, everyone's like, why? And then she came back, didn't use her, didn't know what to do with her. It's like, cool. That's a, for me, that screams just like the hiring process of WWE. They just, they just don't know what they're doing, where they're going, what they're building to, really. And you get little things like this, like random hires that you're like, well, why brought them back? Then they don't know why they've brought them back. And my mother doing her doing her promos. I was just like, well, they've clearly got some form of idea with her. Then she debuted. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't have any idea. She's just gone as well. And uh, Rich just saying... Uh, yeah, pretty much what I would say. Keith Lee walks in as a top star, right? This is all in capitals. He <laughs> walks in right now. He <laughs> walks in right now. Uh, have Kenny Omega put him over. <laughs> it just immediately walks in, pins Kenny Omega. Uh, I mean, personally, for me, he's a top star. I wouldn't be against it. Just especially, you can use the hangman thing to just bring, bring in some top guys. As in, he's on his descent down. Bring in someone like Keith Lee then. I mean, you can't because he's got the main roster contracty thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just he is a main eventer for AEW. Health, health stuff aside, if he if he's a, if he's fit, he's he's doing it. There's no question. He's a top guy. Uh, absolutely. I'm not just using my uh, like watching him on the indies and seeing how amazing he was there and how top guy he felt just on the indies. But his reactions with both Roman Reigns and oh big boy Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like yeah. those two. Were, I, forgot, I, yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah, that's another one that he got <laughs> over in in that Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, like he felt like a star on both those things. And then when he came to the main roster, pins Randy Orton. You're like, right, yeah, they're capitalizing on all of this. No, <laughs> no, there was no plan. <laughs> it's that. Oh, it's that nope. little. Th- 
no, like no, we we just have to yank him out of developmental when he's just became the de- developmental champion like a month mm. ago. We just had to yank him up so he can go pin Randy Orton and then do absolutely nothing with him outside of that for the rest of time. Uh, and then this is where we are now. Mm. Oh, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, but who's on Inner Circle's list? <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> honestly. All right, so yeah, so it was. Hager had Dos Santos and a crap joke. Santana chose Oloski, and then Paige Van Zandt inserts herself as uh, what the words have been just with Jericho just going, come on, Chris, no, you can hold off, you can hold off. It goes for the low-hanging fruit with an OnlyFans gag. But in a surprise, instead of picking another fighter, Jericho finds a Lambert loophole to pick Dan, Dan, I can't say his name, Dan himself. Cue heel outburst uh, to sound us out in Jericho hype style. And, I mean, the crowd are massively into these segments every single time. Every city they go to, they are massively into American Top Team versus Inner Circle. And it feels like it's going to be a really fun match as well. Like a really entertaining multi-man tag. And uh, in terms of the match itself, it's generated hype. There's people really excited for it. And it's probably going to be a really fun match. Which, on an AW card, which is not like any of the other matches on said card. It, yeah. Yep. They've nailed variety again this year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same here. Um, I, I was, you know, like I like um, Scorpio and Ethan Page more than most. So, um, like, I, and I, and you know, like the, the Lambert thing. I, I don't. Um, he's just a tremendous talker, right? Like, obviously, you can talk about the effectiveness of um, of what he is doing. Um, like on every single promo, whatever else, but like he's 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 been more successful more times than not. Uh, in like you throw it all together, uh, with that match that they had with with uh, Junior Dos Santos in and how well Junior Dos Santos took to pro wrestling in that first match. <laughs> mm. Like I am, you know, I, I'm in. Like I, I I trust in um Scorpio Page. I'm sorry, uh, Scorpio Ethan Page and um in jo- Dos Santos. Like obviously you got to see, you know. It's all setting up almost like a you know the to get to Lambert where he's gonna be like mm. the last person standing to get the tag in and they'll beat his ass and then he might end up if it even winning or whatever else he can have that to hang over uh, inner circle but um, yeah like this is this is like eighties territory stuff <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> it's like you know this is like if like you know Paul Jones was you know ass was at stake or if uh, um, you know Heenan was at stake or or Cornette mm. yeah. Yeah, and it'll be it's fun stuff. This isn't a main event. This is middle of the card fun with animosity that's there. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, after that, Seidel, uh, Seidel was talking about how perfectly fine he is with uh, Dante aligning with Levi. He's perfectly fine. He's, he's not just found a replacement. He's perfectly fine. Uh, he's just taken another talented man under his wing in Lee Moriarty. Sets up a tag team match for Rampage. Cool. Uh, after that, the TBS Women's Championship Tournament, uh, Jamie Hayter versus Anna J. Christ is watching as Hayter from Southampton. That's South as in Alf. <laughs> That's how you say it. Southampton. <laughs> That's where she's from. Uh, tried to outnumber and outstrength the Dark Order's star hitter. And, uh, yeah, the numbers game worked. As both Reba and Britt interfered to cost Jade the match as Hayter steals the win to advance. It's all Healy Healy to also build to take Conti running out. Um, it does. This does. It wasn't that great a match. It was fine. I thought. I thought it might possibly be building somewhere, but it just. It didn't. 
it never really hit that gear because it then went into interference as soon as it came back from ad break. Because it felt like it was bubbling. Like, I was perfectly fine with it. It went to ad break. I'm like, cool, when it comes back, this is where it's going to kick into that next gear. Instead, it went straight to the ending. It's like, oh, that sucks. Cool. But the time was dedicated to Ty Conte coming out. Which, again, I'm not massively hyped for that match, aside from the WWE thing of they'll probably have a good match. Like, it's that level of hype because the build's not really got me that interested, but I'm looking forward to the two wrestling. Uh, and, but that brings out Thunder Rosa, which is a much better tease for a story that's going to happen. So out she comes, as she's the one who Jamie Hayter faces next week, so that makes sense. But you're also, at the same time, teasing the big money match that the fans want in Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. So it's it works as a double really, really well. For that, it just means short term, I don't really, I'm not really invested in Tay Conti going after Britt. I'm not massively invested in uh, Jamie Hayter in the tournament because it's just immediately from ad break straight into the uh, interference pin. So, eh, yeah. Uh, what do you make of it? Um, I thought fundamentally, I thought the the match kind of had, I thought it was an odd choice to have like Anna, who um, ha- is pretty tall. Um, mm. Like she, but she was muscling to start off the match. Like she was mm. muscling around Jamie and like, I was kind of like Jamie's, Jamie's taller and like look obviously more muscular and everything. And so I thought it was I thought it was a kind of, and she's built kind of has built herself as a powerhouse everywhere I've ever seen her, mm. um in whatever divisions I've seen her. And so it's kind of odd to see. I thought it was odd to see her like bumping like crazy for her and getting muscled around and then like she never. And then from there, like it, it, you know the numbers game as you mentioned, but like I, I just thought it was a, not, a weird thing to at the start in because like. Anna has never really came off as a she, she, she's, her game has never came off as like she can out muscle somebody. So it was I thought it was kind of uncharacteristic for both of them, uh, but whatever, uh, not a big deal. But like obviously the number of games took over and it was more, more or less was in service of the next the next matches between um, Ty's title shot and also uh, Jamie versus uh, Thunder in the next round. Yeah, and uh, Rich just letting us know the focus saying Johnny. Which we've been waiting for. If it might, he's just like Kevin Owens, where his contract isn't that far off from running out. So, do you just let Gargano escape? Do you just send him out there? I got him a little pun. I'll move on. <laughs> like, do you, you do it. I, uh, uh, if it's just a rumbling, we'll leave it for now. <laughs> but it's it's an expected release, I'll say, because his contract's up and I don't know they've moved in tied a different direction they don't want to keep the older guys in NXT in spite of keeping the older guys champion but aside from that <laughs> they don't want to move they don't want to be an older thing they have no plans for him on the main roster so why not let AW turn him back into t- they've got Daniel Bryan in AW you can do Bryan Danielson versus Johnny Gargano the dream match people were talking about a few years ago you can just do it <laughs> why not just have it on a rampage or <laughs> something <laughs> but uh yeah. I I have no I you know we'll see what happens mm. I I don't even want to put in I don't even want to put that kind of energy out in the air because you know Just my luck it'll probably ne- it'll probably yeah. never happen <laughs> you know I, I, I you know um, Jerry Gargano versus uh, Danielson yeah that's that's <laughs> mm. like those might be my two favorite American wrestlers ever mm. so you know I I. I, I I, I just want to avoid it. If, if, it happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it happens, then like, yeah, yeah. But I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah, that's like, exactly not, what uh, Rich, Rich is saying you know, in the chat. Bur- it's like, <laughs> bury down, bury down the feelings. Yeah, bury down the feelings. <laughs> Which is like, I haven't found anything official. Just don't run with it. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. 
but yeah, after that, we had uh, Jade Cargill going uh, into a promo about how she's got a buy, and on Rampage, we'll be getting Red Velvet versus the Bunny as we found out who she faces. Uh, yeah, it's just whoever gets to be battered by Jade Cargill. Personally, I'd choose Red Velvet just because of the size difference. You can really put over Jade's physique and then just have Jade batter her. Yeah, perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, and they have that history from when she replaced uh, Brandy. Ah, um, yes, they so, do, yes. Yeah, so, I, you know, they even played it up on um, Rose to the Top where they did the fake thing where uh, they slapped each other too hard, so they were <laughs> fr- fake friction, friction there. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I would like to see them get another shot at it because I thought uh, I thought the match was okay, but I thought they could do better. Mm. Like I, I really like um, I really like uh, Red Velvet's potential. So oh yeah, um, they're both people yeah. with incredible potential. So just uh, see them uh, collide on their kind of build up. It's quite cool to see. Yeah, I just I just I, uh, well I think it's a little different with comparing the two because like Velvet's clearly ahead of her. Um, mm. ahead of Jade, uh, Jade is just like she's a star that just has to learn how to get, learn how to wrestle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like the other part, like the, the hardest part is already taking care of her. Like that is a star, right? Mm. Uh, it's just like you just gotta learn how to wrestle. You ain't gotta learn how to wrestle a whole lot, just a little bit yeah. when, when we're in there. But um, but Jade, as far I'm uh, sorry, but uh, but Red Velvet seems like she could become a really good wrestler. Um, mm. so so yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, uh. I, I hope that's the route they go with them basically having their second match. Mm. Well, I was um, watching um, OSW's latest review, which was of WCW 4 Brawl uh, 98, I want to say. Uh, but the one of the things we were talking about was um, gold. What was it? The main event was, oh, it's the Ultimate Warrior arc in WCW. That's what they're covering. <laughs> it's just oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah they're punishing themselves <laughs> one of them's even watching all the WCWs to <laughs> give them context <laughs> you crazy guys <laughs> but uh, one of the things being talked about was Goldberg and it just really hit me because uh, I did to me because I wasn't watching at that time uh, research for a video that never went out which I was working with uh, wrestling shorts on to maybe do uh, was on Goldberg and one of the things I found out is just watching how you don't have to be a Bret Hart level wrestler to get over like that. Goldberg, he had the presence. We're talking about Jay Cargo here, but he's got the presence down. He's got that physical charisma, which is so difficult to get right. And Jade has got both verbal and physical charisma just absolutely oozing with it. It's just the getting to wrestle part. And Goldberg showed, don't even need to, to jump that high, really. You don't have to be Johnny Gargano. You don't have to be Brian Danielson. But you can be Goldberg. Jade can be Goldberg. <laughs> she can hit that level and be fine. She could go higher, uh, but it's all down to her. She can be absolutely dominant, fine, top champion as if she gets to Goldberg wrestling levels, <laughs> which is not that difficult. She should be fine. She's going to be a star. That's pretty much what I'm saying. As long as she just continues to exist, she'll be fine. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely fine. Uh, next up, just before, I will check there's no more releases like, so far, there's nothing good. So MJF, uh, this is one I wanted to dive into, so I was checking the no interruption first. So, MJF, out to a jubilant applause as always. The people just love this MJF, <laughs> as uh, Tony Schiavone just on commentary just calls him a shithead, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. <laughs> just, uh, they've, they used to, like, semi censor themselves, like, we are on television, we are professionals, but now they've just been given the all clear 
Tony just really calmly, in, in the middle of the others continuing their hype build for the segment, Tony's just like, that man's a shithead. <laughs> I just love it. But the British in me just applauds it. Yes, just natural swearing. <laughs> it's great. Uh, MJF puts him and Darby both over as pillars, uh, but they're both set to be legendary, so he just doesn't get why the crowd hates him. It has clicked for him, though. Darby's just like, you people. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it goes straight into that promo. Uh, Maxwell then reminding Darby of how damn great he is in the ring, calling Darby too focused on winning the games that, than on winning the match itself. Darby, again, standing strong. The words aren't going to work on Darby as he promises to be calm and focused and just straight up beat MJF in a wrestling match at full gear, which is what MJF said that Darby couldn't do. Darby's going to show us. And the reason he's going to be so calm is because he let out his anger right now. Uh, Sting out on the ramp <laughs> to stop our baddie running away. Then lads in Darby masks <laughs> out there out to outnumber the short pinnacle run out. Uh, the crowd exploding for MJF and Allen, laying in blows. Exactly what we were talking about. The atmosphere we'd really like for Paige Omega. This is it. The crowd were white hot. Um, on my end, I couldn't tell if it was my version or what, but the sound mixing didn't sound quite right. So I just didn't get the oomph from the crowd, which it, it kind of sucks a little bit. Maybe that's just my end, but it didn't sound... Maybe there was something wrong production-wise. It, it wasn't... I don't think it was the mixing. It was like the actual sound from the crowd wasn't right. Anyway, but they were just absolutely exploding and uh, building and brawling into the crowd as well. Uh, MJF obviously chucking Darby at a bunch of chairs in front of a couple of kids. Of course he did. <laughs> you dickhead. Of course he did. Uh, and all building to an incredible charging lariat from Darby, crashing both lads over the barricade. Absolutely incredible looking uh, lariat, just clash crashing them both through. And Friedman... Just rolling away to take us away from seeing Darby Allen hitting the coffin drop on him. Just not giving us that. That's the one thing they didn't give us was an actual finish to the brawl as he escapes back into the crowd. For me, an absolutely fantastic segment. Uh, the crowd became unglued, like so damn hot for it. Uh, and for me, it's like the fact that this is AW building up their own hype for their own future just makes this all so damn great booking. It is so long-term thinking that, again, none of this is exceptional. Oh, my God, how could they ever think to have done such a thing? They must be geniuses. This is basic stuff, <laughs> really. But the fact that they're doing it and I'm seeing it, this is like that next level of uh, forward thinking that just gets me really excited for the competency of this promotion. This was a fantastic segment. Um, Obviously, I didn't want to... The way that I felt watching it, I don't even want to say it because then people will make the comparison of the two people and where their careers have gone and how like ridiculously high that went for me to even compare these two people. So I'm just not even going to say it. But <laughs> like, it felt like for the generation of people that will be watching a that are watching AEW for the next ten years, five, ten years or so, like these guys are having this super mid card uh, feud. These are and these guys will be like defining wrestlers of of you know this company for uh, the immediate future, and it was just awesome to watch. And like you know, this you know in a basically like a month span, like this is or five weeks, whatever it was, it was just uh, he uh, MJF cut that um, four pillars promo. Mm. Um, this thing has gotten more more personal, 
and heated than like what is going to be the main event title match that is going to be paying off a 25 month storyline. So, um, yeah, like hats off to both of them. Uh, this has been fantastic. Like I, you know, um, you feel like, you know, Darby, um, even though he has that, you know, the, 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 you know, the elusive mysterious vibe with him with the face paint and the, you know, the black and white and, um, everything else. But like, that's that story to use as far as, far as uh, the car crash or the car accident he was in, he survived. And, and, you know, this whole thing of like MJF is trying to break him mentally by playing these mind games, it's not going to work on him. And like, why are you so, you know, you're talking about the pillars, why mm-hmm. and you're so cool, easy to dismiss the other two jungle boy and, and Guevara. <laughs> but like this one particular guy is like really stuck in your craw because like, it ultimately like you're insecure that, that he's better than you. <laughs> and like it, it, rem- <sighs> Fuck it, I'm gonna say it reminds me so much of like Rock and Triple H. It really does. Um, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not saying anyone's gonna become the fucking Rock or anyone's gonna, be, gonna become Triple H, but like it reminds me of that like in '98 uh, as as that was bubbling to the surface, and then like going into like you know '99, 2000. As far as like these two are like the ones that are the the younger guys that's on the mid card, and like they'll eventually ascend. And like they'll be like two of the defining stars for the for their for their promotion main events uh, to come. And you know, I'm not saying that Darby or MGF is gonna start being you know the the biggest uh, star in Hollywood or any shit like that. But like it it was awesome to watch. And um, like they're gonna kill it uh, whenever the, when this match happens um, at Full Gear. Like MJF versus Young Guys is like always good. And like you know, obviously he rarely ever wrestles to try to keep him special because he can talk the way he does on the mic, but. Like when he gets in the ring with like as, as he had with the previous four pillars, like he has great matches. So uh, in Darby, um, Darby's a different different league than those other two as far as like his connection with the crowd. Um, like people, you know, do the you know people love uh, Guevara, people love Jungle Boy, and they chant his music, whatever else. But like, it's a different connection with Darby. Like mm-hmm. the Sting thing, like just just stuff he did on his own, and then like the Sting stuff. Uh, took it to another level of depth and like that is of the young guys that is the one in like MJF MJF's like probably like I've been waiting to work with this dude like for for <laughs> since the beginning of this thing I can finally do it and it's been an awesome story that they've told in the last like was it four to six weeks this has been awesome oh yeah and it's it's one of those that this is not the only time we're going to see this feud this is the setup oh, yeah. for whatever comes next yeah. I feel like it's going to whatever happens that full gear Immediately, both men are just going to move on, and then years later, they'll come back together as high, even higher up the card, guys. It's uh, yeah. setting up the future really well. In a, in, a, in a weird way, like I feel like for the most part, I kind of know like who's going to win or lose um, at full gear most of the matches, right? Like this mm. is the only match where like, I don't really have a read one way or the other of of who is going to win. Um, so yeah, like it, it, to me, it has that intrigue of like of just simple wrestling like booking be damned future directions be damned they've told out they've told something they've, they've gave us given us something that's really really hot right now and like i, I don't know where it goes <laughs> either like but either direction is, is is there's no mistake being either one of them uh the the thing i immediately think of with these two in terms of the level of stuff you can set up i think to naito and okada and naito hits the Phoenix Splash, or goes to hit the Phoenix Splash, and that causes him to lose the match in their first meeting at Wrestle Kingdom. Four years later, 
When Naito climbs up to hit the Phoenix Splash, the Tokyo Dome is absolutely insane. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, it's that level of stuff you can use just to have them, have their clashes just mean so damn much whenever they do meet each other. And because they don't have the G1, they can, it's a lot easier to keep them separated as well in terms of like, uh, they're not going to have those sudden clashes. It's a lot more easily controlled. And like, yeah. Really looking forward to this and what it sets up as well. Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking at Okada Naito levels. of <laughs> This is where you can go with this long term. <laughs> if you really build it up. Because of course, I'm talking four years with that. AW's not existed four years yet. <laughs> Never mind setting up a four year arc. I just mean little character beats that build up and build up. And the crowd does remember. Which again, that's that thing AW has shown. You don't need to repeat what happened two minutes ago. We were watching. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> yeah, some of us might have been on our phone, but we've got ears. We would have heard it. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. <laughs> but yeah. So then four years later, go for it. And for me, that's like a little, that's a little example of where they can go. I was really excited. Right, moving on to a match that I have not missed a segment in between. No, I haven't. Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes. I thought this was brilliant. From one great segment to another, Almost, I was watching this thinking, this almost feels like two guys going, look how amazing a match between us would be if you gave us 20 minutes. <laughs> this is what it felt like to me. Like an absolutely amazing TV teaser match. Like for us both lads, like they just matched each other in style with like strings of cutoffs. Cody bouncing off the corner turnbuckle to onto the apron and Andrade just flips over the top rope onto it and just stares at him. Amazing. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic spot. And it's just like, yeah, string of cutoffs, quick counters, and such a fantastic pace. Like, I feel like this is the most consistent, fast pace I've seen Cody wrestle in quite a long time, if ever. He just, he and Andrade went at such a pace, there was no downtime whatsoever. It was something fantastic to watch. So cool as well to see fans on their feet during a submission spot as they were just sh yelling and shouting for Andrade to reverse Cody's figure four. As in, not just shouting from the seats. They were on their feet. <laughs> like, this is... They've done so damn well. And I think James referred to it earlier. Just that thing of there wasn't any, like, ringside BS. There, was, there wasn't any of that interference that we got in the Malachi Black match. It just well, kind of escalated. Well it, well, it had the... You know, obviously, you had the... Um, you had the uh, FTR... I'm mm. Brain Busters, which would have... That would have made their day. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, FTR was underneath the ring and whatever, but it led directly to a heel getting a win, and that was the end of it. And obviously, that means that they're not done. The thing with uh, Cody is, uh, like, compared to the Malachi Black match the week before, was like... And they were cooking at a similar level of, like, this is excellent wrestling, and um, for some reason, Cody wants some of this stuff in, his, in a lot of his matches, and, like, that's the part that's frustrating for me. It's like... Bro, like, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, I don't care about that nonsense you're doing. Like, I want, I want, like, you guys to like get your aggression out of each other in a in an artistic way and watch it be really fun. And then, like, so ultimately, someone wins and loses based off the merit of either being right or just being better. Um, and like, so often Cody has these matches to where like the, the Malachi Black one was like. As as it, as the three matches have progressed, like I learn, I learn less and less about either one about which one's right and which one or which one's better. Like I don't know, I don't know anything with between him, uh, the second match in in uh, Arthur Ashe, where all of a sudden at random uh, Malachi Black also mm. spits Black Mist and he hit him with a roll up, and then that match where like uh, he hits a 
he you know he builds towards like trying to work on focusing and, and all that kind of stuff and then ultimately like he gets hit with a finish that is lay put his ass down for the count two times and he just no sells it and hits his own move and wins like that, that no mm-hmm. i haven't learned anything so uh this match on the other hand is like they gave me he gave me more of what i want out of watching cody which is like that dude has blossomed into a into a very good storyteller and wrestler when he focuses on the right when he focuses and like I think he gets too I feel I almost like in a way like I feel like that dude is like insecure and like you and like use the shit as a uses that nonsense as a crutch when it's like nah bro you're a good wrestler you're a very good damn wrestler now you don't ain't got to <laughs> do this no more stop mm. it so um like so for me um it was really fun to watch it and like uh, you know I. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a, uh, a Cody match through and through this much. Um, well, I, uh, that actually went for a real length. Like I really, I loved his um, the, when he got squashed by by uh, Malachi the first time. Mm. Is like all the stuff that went into it, like the story they were telling. Uh, but uh, throughout that four minutes, but uh, it was only four minutes. So like, it, it's it also is really like validating in a way to, uh, <laughs> when. When also because like so many people or not so many people but like there were a number of people that like doubted Andrade in the ring and I was just like <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> yeah you doubted Andrade in the ring you, you think he's done trying hard anymore like you think he's like he's now a big lead and you know put on the weight to improve his to improve his physique and all that kind of stuff and like he's not gonna really give you like what he can do like nah man he's one of the best <laughs> wrestling, wrestling talents in the world in the ring mm. it's still yeah. there like nothing <laughs> nothing happened to his knees or his hips or his feet or his ankles like he he's still him. Um, so like watching him versus Pac and watching this one, it's kind of like, nah, still on Friday. <laughs> and, uh, in the end on Glocks, sorry, Clocks and Jardis assistant, <laughs> which distracts the ref as FDR jump out from under the ring to lamp a diving roads with the tag belts. The uh, financial agreement paid dividends as Andrade picks up the win. I really like and that it, agreement. And it immediately ended on the finish. It wasn't like. There's a mm. bunch of nonsense, and they're gonna wrestle oh, yeah. three more minutes or five more minutes. Like that's the part where it's like, nah, Cody, you gotta stop this, bro. You gotta <laughs> stop this. <laughs> and uh, with the Andrade FTR relationship, I really like that. Where it is literally, it's been established beforehand. This is nothing more than him getting two guys to help him because he's paid them, and that's yes. the end of that. There is no further thing of like you watch WWE and the heels will come out because they're also bad guys, so that's why they're teaming together. And they may then in post or the next week try and think of a way and a reason to connect it together. But in reality, they just went, well, these are also bad guys and we needed to face three good guys, so there we go. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Compared to here where beforehand and you've seen Andrade paying money to MJF. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're renting them for a week, are you? That's fine. Yeah, they'll wrestle for you. They'll wrestle. They're, it's good money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't need to see any other segment trying to validate it. That does it all. <laughs> it's great. They like money. And there's one more segment to talk about, which was, for me, the replacement of the announcers going through the Rampage card. They had John Silver in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and Johnny makes a string of BTE references. So if you've not seen this that show, not, you've not watched enough of those episodes, this was complete nonsense. <laughs> Just words and phrases. Like, what are you talking about? It should be called Budge. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What are you, are you even saying? Uh, well, yes, Johnny won't be wrestling Adam Cole on Rampage. He'll be facing Budge, because he ain't afraid of no Budge. Uh, <laughs> again, round of applause to last week for that theme being written in like 30 minutes or something. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, a quick wee bit saying that 
to say that Adam Cole should should cut his hair, should like rename himself and like become Johnny's manager. Like, hey, if Adam had listened to him and Reynolds, that maybe the man wouldn't have found himself on the end of a concerto. That's all he's saying. <laughs> That's all he's. I, I do. It is taking the piss out of WWE, but I do like John Cena was like, yeah, but if he had done that, he wouldn't have received a concerto. So maybe we were right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and it's good for my baby face as well. It's quite cool. But yes, on Rampage. He'll be getting the muscle man. <laughs> he does all the tenses. Like, yeah, Johnny Hungry. Oh, I got all that muscle. He makes me laugh. <laughs> he cracks me up. And you're going to get an That's awesome... character. You're going to get such an awesome firecracker moment. <laughs> he just... Yeah, you guarantee it in a John Silver match. I... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that match from Rampage. It's, it screams that it's just going to be so much fun. And yes, Adam Cole just took a t- concerto. But maybe that's what gives you your John Silver hope spot on uh, Rampage. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. He's gonna target the head. Yeah, <laughs> and, like um, I remember uh, one time Rich was joking about how um, you know Jericho, you know how he, he doesn't do the code breaker as much anymore. He he transitioned to the Judas effect, mm. and like Rich is saying, like look at the, look at the psychology that uh, I think it was during the uh, the 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 inaugural title match between Hangman. He was talking about how um, about like he was just joking. He's like. Look at the psychology of Jericho. Like he's targeting the head for, for the Judas <laughs> Like so, yeah. Like you know, Silver. He just target the head. Like obviously, mm. like if you target the head, you just knock someone out. But like target the head. Like you get get your move over. <laughs> and he could at least play with. He's got to target the head, but he's really small. So can it, it's going to be really difficult for him to target the head. <laughs> you're you're right because Adam Cole is, as you know, six feet tall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 really really really. He's such a such a tall. He's same height. I think. I think. What's Edge is only like six. Oh, it might be six four. <laughs> I might yeah, just, he's taller than I think. Actually, like I think. Nah, the the funny. Nah, the one was when is like uh the picture that I always see is like Zack Saber Jr. and him next to each other, and they're mm. both six feet tall. Mm. And like uh, and clearly mm. like one guy is, is five eight, and the other one is clearly like six foot tall. Yeah, it is just funny. <laughs> Oh, what was it? It's, I think it's when I found out that Rey Mysterio is actually just average height. And that's what hit, hit me. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I think he's Great. the same height as my brother. <laughs> Which is just like... Huh. I mean, I'm I'm like 6'6", six, 6'1". Six, so I'm not tiny. But uh, yeah, just to find out that my my brother was the same height as Rey Mysterio and he's average height for over here in the UK. <laughs> I find that mad weird. Because <laughs> Ray, Ray's obviously like, oh, it's little Ray Ray. He's he's so small. He's essentially a little little statue on my desk. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's average height person. Just like, in the land of giants, he looks small. And he uses that to his advantage. <laughs> he's not really a small... In the in normal world, you just... You wouldn't think, oh, that's a little Ray Mysterio. Right. He's just a normal bloke walking down the road. So, that's how the luchas hide. Anyway... Uh, that brings us to the end of the AEW Dynamite review. Somewhat side, I reckon, if there wasn't any of the NXT stuff, we would have flipping nailed one hour and we would have been so proud of ourselves. <laughs> we would have done it. <laughs> maybe. 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 We're at like a one and a half hours now, so we did. We did pretty well. We did pretty well. We're known for our tangents, but NXT forced us to just blast through <laughs> AEW. Uh, but anyway... Uh, that brings us to the end of the review. Full Gear looked really exciting. I think the show ended on an amazing note, getting us ready for Full Gear as well. Uh, yes, just to set up yet another hot fire match for another stacked card. It's what helps with the four months thing. Like even like NXT showed you how to do it as well on uh, just in the in the WWE style, where you do you can have your TV specials, but you're still mainly saving everything for your main focus of that big quarterly pay per view. Yeah, AW does it again. 
All Out felt like a must-buy, and so does Full Gear so far. As a wrestling fan especially. As a wrestling nerd, as we've established over this show. But yeah, it screams a must-buy pay-per-view. And obviously over here in the UK, that hurts my wallet a lot less, and it's £15 compared to your, what, 50 There's <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's 50 bucks. Like, yeah, for me it's just like, yeah, especially when I see how much it costs over there. It's a steal. <laughs> it's <laughs> not even close. Even with the, ex- with the exchange rates, um, you're looking at like $16, $17 max. <laughs> Unless it is $20, I can't remember. But still, it's it's crazy how cheap it is. Yeah, Thank you, consumer protection laws. <laughs> you're great. <laughs> oh, no, I live in uh, such a socialist world. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm not going to waste money <laughs> as much money as little things. <laughs> life, life's nice. Life, life's nice. Anyway, I'll be back on Tuesday. I've t- I, can't, I can't transition from life's nice to I'll be back with the Raw review, but there we go. <laughs> It'll be all right till Tuesday when I do the Raw review. And... Uh, Maybe I'll try and get a friend to help me get through it. I, I returned on Tuesday with, I've not been watching it, Optimism. And then by the end of the review, I was like, ah, oh, it's raw, isn't it? <laughs> so I'll get, I'll get a friend, maybe. Uh, but I'll say, uh, I'll plug my, my Twitter first. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at the damn Implicat. That's damn as in damn. Also over on uh, Twitch, at the Implications with two S's. Also for Wrestling Headlines, there's Russell Headlines. That's Wrestle without an E. And over on Facebook for Wrestling Headlines. For all your latest wrestling news and whatnot. Uh, links in the description as well if you want to head over there. And James, do you want to plug all of your stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at jamesboyd 87 and you can also follow uh, the podcast I do weekly with uh, our homeboy Rich, who's in the chats uh, uh, throughout this show, uh, at 1H Radio, where on Monday, where we normally do our show, we will probably be lighting a torch uh, or lighting a flame upon WWE for doing you know, more record profits, uh, firing more people. Yeah, so it will be a hot fire show, which is a it's a, it's a both it's both a pun and the truth. <laughs> uh, they'll be live also on uh, Rich Latter's Twitch as well if you want to watch them in video form, lighting yes. that torch yes. as well. Uh, so uh, with that, I say thank you for watching, for liking, engaging in any form, any manner. Uh, always appreciated, never take it for granted. And with that, I bid you adieu. I feel like I can't actually see the end button. <laughs> I bid you adieu. Adios.